And so concludes round of 16. Horror of horrors, England are left out in the cold by the Icemen. It will probably go down as the most embarrassing defeat of all time. Probably England's worst performance of all time. Is this where Roy's career ends? Will Wayne Rooney ever wear an England shirt again? Spain closed their cycle where it all began eight years earlier by getting beat by a convincing Italian team led by captain and inspirational leader Jacarina, who wasn't really the captain. And France and the Irish dream, leaving them dancing and singing Westlife tunes in the street, while Wales fly into the quarterfinal. straight in England you know we've, we've heard it all we've heard it all day Dan we, we've been we've been in your car we've been listening to talk sport we've heard what there is to be said let's let's come here from a different angle here why is nobody mentioning the Germany friendly before the tournament England won convincingly 3-2 but again it was a friendly <laughs> so like we don't we, we turn up to friendly just turn up to the qualifiers but it's always in the tournaments where we just flop really isn't it so, start, so so where did it go wrong? I don't know, I think it was a, a, a number of things really. One, I would say the pressure on England is just too high, it's ridiculous. Like the media build it up, we're not the greatest side, we should just completely left them alone. And I think, again, with the pressure, it makes them nervous. Like you saw the, the game against Iceland where they couldn't string passes together. Like we've seen Harry, Crane, Harry Kane banging goals left, right, centre for England. But that for game... Tottenham, you mean? Oh, sorry for Tottenham, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish it was for England. And uh, he couldn't do a thing, couldn't do a thing. And also one other thing, no tactics, I'd say. Uh, you, look, you look at the other clubs, other, the other teams, sorry, and they're tactically astute. They're not, they're not better, better players, but we didn't know what we were doing. And I don't think the players knew what they were doing. Do you, do you not think that, for once, there was no expectations going into this tournament? No, there, well, there wasn't. And then all of a sudden, there was this massive expectation when we played okay against Russia, played okay, or beat Wales, and then, like, we should have beat Slovakia. All of a sudden, we're going to win it. And, like, they were talking about the other half of the draw, how we were in the wrong half of the draw. We need to look at the first game ahead. We should have looked at Iceland and gone, let's not worry about the draw, let's worry about Iceland. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I think when you're playing Daniel Sturridge on the right wing... With a left footer who's a is a striker, who's a goal poacher. If you wanted a winger, bring Angle Townsend. Yeah, there was there was a lot of people that were criticising the decision to, yeah, like, to leave. You, as a fan, you look at the you look at the side and you just think like, why? Like, what is going on there? Leo, what what's your thoughts on England besides well, s- yeah, smug happiness? I agree with some. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Nah, I mean, not I'm not like I used to be once upon a time, at, you know, anti England, but. It's, it's a bit sad because we do live in England and it would be nice for them to still be in the tournament, you know. We want the, the hype to still, uh, to still exist, you know, on TV and the newspapers. Uh, there's a few points I agree with Dan. Like, uh, but there's also, I don't, like, for example, you did say about pressure. I don't, I don't think the English do have pressure. No, especially compared to other teams. I mean, you can imagine the pressure on Germany is a lot more on Eng- uh, than it is with the English and probably with Spain. And the Italian, well, the Italian is not this year, but there are other countries that uh, 
do have a bit more pressure. But it was sad to see. The problem with that game yesterday was just they just they, the English don't have a philosophy. Like you know, their team is well, their team is all right. It's not it's not too great. Like a lot of people, you know. A lot of people say that the English team is this great in team. With They've got a fifty million pound player in Reims. Well, that's, well, that's the thing. I think the, the money is irrelevant when you're talking about English players. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, like Didier Man did make a good point uh, yesterday when he was co- uh, commentating about the game, and he did say like the reason why these players are on so much money is because they're English and they're brought up within the Premier League system. The Premier League is the richest league in the world. Even though it has not been the most successful, like let's say in the past six or seven years, I mean the last the last English team to make a Champions League final was Chelsea in two thousand and twelve, and we all know how much they deserve to be in that final. Yeah. They didn't at all. And um, win the final. There is well. this massive <laughs> ego as well with the Premier League. They they do think they are a, the greatest league when they're absolutely not. Um, the players they have, you know, I don't want to talk about the future because I do think in the next few years the Premier League will especially with the managers that are coming into the league, will get a lot better. Um, another point I wanted to make... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the reason why the Premier League is so rich is because it's a lot easier for them to sell their brand of league across the world because it's an English-speaking league. Therefore, it's easier to sell to you know emerging markets like the US, Canada, Australia, India. Therefore, there's a lot of money. But in terms of the quality of these players that are on all this money, like Didier Man said it, which player... In the England team would play for the you know for Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Barcelona, and he mentioned a couple, but I don't think there's any. Who who did he say that? He said could? Stones potentially because he didn't play. Potentially Eric Dyer. Yeah, but the or tactics Dyer, are all wrong. I'll go back to the philosophy philosophy point I made. You know we've seen with the Italians and the Spanish over the past ten years, they've got this philosophy about them. When they play for the national teams, they play this way. Whether you're playing for Real Madrid or you're playing for Barcelona, the national team play like this. Um, so, so it's Roy's fault, sort of. No, no, no. I do, I do blame it on Roy because they also I heard that after they got Iceland yeah. in the quarterfinals, he went out sightseeing. Like the scouts apparently were laughing their heads off. They're like, we, you can't, you can't disrespect a team like Iceland who got to the last sixteen of the the Euros like that because they've obviously got there for a reason. And yesterday, Iceland played bloody good. I saw their strikers pegging it back to get the ball back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't think I don't think you can just primarily blame Roy Hodgson because if you're in Roy Hodgson's shoes, they're offering you three point four million pounds per year. Would you go? Nah, don't worry about it. I mean, realistically, they should have got rid of Hodgson after the World Cup when we didn't get out of our group. And True, but who would you it. have replaced him? With? Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I I think we should have got rid of him. But then there is there who who can. It's we quite funny. They were showing potential yeah, but, managers after Hodgson, and it's so funny because their best candidate is Gareth Southgate. I mean, are you having a laugh? Like who is Gareth? He yeah. couldn't even keep Middlesbrough in the Premier League. Oh, you've got to, you've got to look at so different funny. criteria, though. Like one, he needs the FA. He needs someone who is an eloquent person who yeah. who the FA like, not a maverick. So like, we obviously saw uh, Conte buzzing for Italy. His personality would never fit in the FA model. Yeah. So that's why you can't look. At, you can't like blame the players. You can't blame Russian too much. You blame the uh, uh, top. We need to yeah. completely restructure the whole top. Maybe it's not just Hodgson's fault. Hodgson, he he was he was the manager, and he just and like he, he done what he could do best. You can't. Well, I mean, I'm going to. I want to go to Argentina Why now because the, the Argentinian place? FA is in this massive disarray. But they, yet yeah, they've still got to three finals. Yeah, exactly. Three, right, they're going crazy in Copa America. Um, well, blame still needs to go on Hodgson. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. Hodgson should have blame, but 
You need to look at the top. You can't just keep cutting off, blame the players, you blame the manager. Look at the top. The top employed Hodgson. It's quite, it's quite funny because they were mentioning on a press conference uh, today, the Roy Hodgson uh, conference today, the day after the match, and they were saying about potential next managers. And a journalist asked the guy from the FA, you know, could you potentially, you know, ask, a, get a foreign manager in? Is that on the cards? And he goes, yeah, it is on the cards, basically. Which is quite weird because with international football, you know the whole, the whole, the the thing, the, the most appealing thing about international football is that these players and these teams are playing. You know they're playing for more than money. It's it's not worth the money. Like to be honest, if you're a professional footballer, you'd probably take the holiday over playing for the international team. But you know it's something more. So if you do get this foreign manager in, yeah, he could be amazing. He'd probably make the team right. But you know with international football, it's not it's not about. It's more than football. You're playing for. Something pride. you can't really national, describe with words. No, I, I totally agree with you, personally. National pride, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's the thing with international. It's it's the best of that nation. So so do you think there shouldn't be foreign managers in the international game? No, no, I mean, it's benefited countries like Greece and, and Iceland. Albania. Iceland have a Swedish manager, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah. He's never Lars Lagerback. Isn't it eight games he's played? Saying that though, I would I would argue that the Iceland manager is probably on a lot more money than. Any of the England players because he's part-time dentist. So he's, <laughs> he's obviously loaded. <laughs> it's actually the coach that. Was oh, the, the coach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, another. And the and the goalie was director. <laughs> director. Yeah, he was uh, director. He done Iceland's Eurovision. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, a few years ago. Yeah. Poor Bob. I'm trying to avoid asking him questions for now because he lost his voice cheering on Italy. So, we'll... <laughs> as you can hear, it's taking its toll on his throat. All doing that Iceland chant. He's lost his voice. <laughs> well, the, I, the amazing thing is, someone like Lars Lagerback is really what England needs—a manager that can come in, come in, cover the basics, and get a team well drilled and organised. Should the FA be considering him to replace Hodgson? No, he's about how old is he? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. No, we need we need someone younger than that. We need someone. I, I personally believe we need an English person. But then we look we're looking at English people. Who are the English people in the frame? Eddie Howe. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Howe, who's managing Bournemouth. Like gone are the days where we get we get like a, a manager from the top four club. But then again, this is the Premier League's fault, and the and the everything about the whole restructure is why that all the top four clubs. Why are they having all foreign managers? We need to like push money into the into the grassroots and let them progress through. Like I, th- I said it years ago, even like managers like Ian Holloway, he was did a great job at Watford, and then all of a sudden he sort of disappeared. Why? Because because he never progressed from that club. Like they never progressed from the sort of the mid table, like sort of plateauing clubs because of the fact that no, no Premier League clubs want to gamble on them. Therefore, then they don't get experience in Champions League, they don't get experience in the uh, international stage, and then. It all affects our national team. I was I was looking through uh, who the possible candidates are, and I was I was looking at the list of the unemployed managers that are English. I mean, Terry, Terry Venables is on that <laughs> list. Tell, tell me, hasn't he got a place in the Alan Spain? Shearer? Yeah, Alan yeah, Shearer. Yeah, yeah. Gary Neville I mean the, the options of the ones that are in employment in the Premier League and the Championship yes. is, is pretty ridiculous yeah but it's because they never they never pl- they play I, 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 I do think it's it, like in, in England like the managers they don't see football the same way as other countries you know like Conte is leaving Italy after the Euros and we got, we're getting this Vendora from Torino but or even if Ventura leaves, Ventura. yeah, Ventura, yeah, he's going. Right, he's actually sixty-seven. As yeah, well. really. But yeah. the Italians have got coaches, managers queuing up. Not queuing up, but there's so many they can choose from. And these, we're not talking about you know coaches, half decent coaches. You know, Angelotti still hasn't been the Italian manager. Capello, you could argue, still hasn't been the Italian manager. We got Allegri, who's still young. 
we got Mancini. Mancini. Yeah, and, you, and these you, are managers that have won big things. But do you think, because of the fact that no English manager never gets a chance in the English it could top be. club, well, and well, then they never go, go abroad? Whereas Italian absolutely. managers, they go abroad... And they learn other languages, and they learn other cultures, Absolutely. so they no, understand no. international football. That, that's that's, that's only a recent thing, though. That is only, yeah. Um, uh, well, the thing is, uh, th- there's a big argument because they're saying the way the FA have structured the, the coaching mm. education. It costs four times more to train to be a coach in England than it does in, in Spain or Germany, where what? it's a lot cheaper. And the number of people enrolling on these courses is crazy the, the difference in numbers yeah well I mean it's a valid point uh, I do think even in terms of well I did make this point like everyone all the English players do play in the Premier League which you know maybe like hinders them a little bit because they don't get experience you know with, with uh, but why are they not getting these jobs in the Premier League well, outside the Premier League, inside the Premier League, why is there? Yeah, why is there no manager? Ever, I mean, when was the last? When won? was the last English manager to take a top team job, a top flight? You know, a, a job for well, a big think, team in, think, in the Premier League. I mean, Brendan Rodgers, you could argue. He's not English. Uh, well, yeah, that's, he's not even English. Alex Ferguson, well, not English. Yeah, all right. Let's think of one. Any. I can't. I can't. There even must think. be. One. I generally can't. When was the last one? Last the last English manager in the in the Champions League wasn't it like Harry Redknapp? Yeah, <laughs> wow. no English manager has ever managed in the quarter final of the Champions League. Yeah, but that's like they don't in take the gam- they don't take final. gambles on them. That's unbelievable. The fans want this glamorous foreign manager coming over. Take yeah, a gamble on a young English manager and see what happens. No, no, no. Uh, Harry Redknapp did manage Tottenham in quarter final. Did they get to the quarter finals today? No, they got to. Didn't they beat in now? Yeah, they beat in the in the group. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, actually, they did get to the quarterfinals. Yeah, they beat AC Milan in the yeah, that's it. They okay. beat AC Milan. No manager, English manager, has ever progressed <laughs> from the quarterfinals. Yeah. That's yeah. That's it's like, a these good are like point. Statistics. The bottom line is that there's we we ha- we have to think about an English manager in a top four team. I mean, well, it, is a, it is a good point because you say like the good Italian managers who have made it successful. You know, there has been always a top flight team, or well, most of the time anyway. That has given that's you know. Uh, Giving them, them giving them a chance, you know. Even with Angelotti, when he was managing before Juventus, you know, Juventus did give that give him that chance. Allegri was at Cagliari. Uh, AC Milan gave him the chance. Uh, who else could we say? Allegri was then sacked by AC Milan and then hired by Juventus, yeah. which would never happen. Yeah, Abs- you said that. Which that absolutely point, hired by Juventus, and it's literally it's probably one of the best decisions they've ever made. Same can be said of Ancelotti, who failed at Juventus and then yeah. was hired by Milan. And we the happened. Italians even have Claudio Ranieri, who could potentially be the next Italian manager. And Ranieri, even after a, a terrible career, Juventus still gave him a chance, like, you know, f- 30 years later. Uh, although he failed, now he's gone to Leicester. Do you think that more English managers should take a chance abroad? You know what it is? It's always yeah. short-term goals. Was it the last, the last English manager to win something abroad? Wasn't it Steve McLaren? Yeah, it's yeah. Dutch league. But then that's great. Like, and he went to Wolfsburg, didn't he? After, but always he's always tarnished in England or failure. He was so funny. Did you see him on yeah. uh, Sky Sports yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> unbelievable! But yeah, we're we're digressing anyway. So, so, so why does this always happen to England? Why do they always get to a certain point at the tournament and then the wheels just seem to fall off? Oh man, I wish we could answer. That. I honestly reckon one big problem is ego. Yeah, like I don't know. The, I don't think they, it's eager. They do. Eager. They do think like individually. Those players, they they play in these Premier League teams that uh, they're getting paid a ridiculous amount of money compared to like their counterparts. Counterparts who play for other countries. You know, they're they're living a good life. They they are in a bloody like a bloody good league. 
the Premier League. Because man for man, this England team has got some talented players. The same as 10 years ago, that 2006 team, on paper, is an incredible team. But why can they never win? I do think, yeah. I do think it's eager. Right, we, we didn't even see their defence be tested through the tournament. But let's, let's not take anything away from Iceland, who they did play incre- so organised. I mean, it was so, like, like you said, it was 4 4 2 they played. I saw a couple of, you know, they'd lose the ball. You know, I, I watched like towards the end of the game, like you saw the strikers mm. lose the ball in the midfield. And you don't see them jogging back to try and get the ball back. You see them sprinting. They, they, I remember once Rashford, uh, yeah. he, towards the end, he got the ball. And their number nine, or Iceland's number nine, he was sprinting the whole way back to try and get this ball. By the, end of, by the, by the time Rashford got, you know, on the edge of the, uh, of the, of the penalty area on the wing, there was three players around him. Mm. Although he won the corner, but unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, that's like that's that's because it's drilled into them. That's that's all that all that is, is that. tactics and desire. Tactics and whereas like unbelievable. Whereas England, we didn't have any tactics. I, I don't believe in the point of like we don't have any desire. We don't we don't want to win. Cause that's all like the bollocks. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Especially now. What it is, it's just tactics and just that, that that no players on that pitch sort of knew what they were doing. They like the back four, like the the car because even the, the example of the throw in. I know that was obviously everyone's talking about it, but no one knew what they were doing then. And even at one point in the game, Jack Walsh was the last man. Like, why is he the last man? He's not a sweeper. He came on to sort of dictate play and try and try and drive it forwards. What's that noise? Sorry, I'm just stepping <laughs> in a bottle of water. Busy water. Bloody hell. There we go. Like, you might have done it, done it quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's the thing. The, the English players, they don't play with any... It, does, it feels like they don't ever have that purpose. It's, it's like always fluid It's not very fluid either. Like it seems that like we have very have a lot of players that are very individual. Like I rate Daniel Sturridge as a footballer, but I don't think he's a team player at all. And every time he got the ball, he tried to do something for himself. Even the same as Harry Kane, all he's trying to do is like just these stupid shots from lo- at lo- long, these long shots. Like, no, do man. you, Dan? Do do you blame Roy Hodgson or is it collective that the? Entire I think it's team? a collective. You can't just go. You can't bend the blind, put the blame on Roy Hodgson. But who who directed Harry Kane to take the corners? Probably Roy Hodgson, yeah. It's quite funny, even uh, towards the end, Rashford did get, win that corner. Yeah. And uh, we just took it. Like, like no one, no, yeah, no one had a clue what was going on. It's like, it's, it genuinely looked like he picked 11 geezers, you know, <laughs> and, he just, and he just goes, right, you guys go and play football. And, you know, they sort themselves out, yeah, I'll go in the fence. You, or, lad, you go up top and I'll go <laughs> midfield. And then that's it. That's it. Like, they'll just, they'll just, they just play. I think Rashford won the corner. Point. He goes, oh, I won the corner. So what am I taking it? Yeah, yeah, you take it, Dave. Done. <laughs> I think Ange made a good point uh, earlier. I said that it's like the, it's like the best jigsaw. You might as well make the point. It's your point. Oh, the uh, it's it's like a blind person making a jigsaw yeah. puzzle. All the right pieces, but don't know where to put them. A clue. Like, yeah, he, he, what he's done, he's not. He's not. He didn't bring a team. He brought. Oh, Sturridge is a good player. Let's bring him there. Oh, oh, Vardy and Kane scored goals. Let's bring them as well. Like what you should have done These is plays. you should have made some bold decisions. They've gone no, Sturridge yet. Yeah, you're a great player, but are you gonna be above Vardy? No. Are you gonna be above Kane? No. You might as well not come. Bring Andros Townsend, put him on the right, and ping the balls in. If you, what were you doing at the end of the game? We were just pinging long balls forward. You want to ping long balls forward? Bring Andy Carroll. Like, what's the point and of like, being long balls for Jamie Vardy to win in the air? Which He's is probably why Sam Allardyce should be the next England man. He oh, has a system. Sam Allardyce he would do system. well. He would do well. He's got popular. It wouldn't be. But the thing is, if you compare this England team to Italy, Conte was hounded. The media tore him apart at yeah. his choices. 
because of the players that he oh, yeah, he didn't bring Perla, didn't bring Balotelli. He didn't bring... Jorginho was one player that everyone was raving Zidunko. about. He didn't bring Berardi. But, but you can see what he's done now. He's bought the players which fit into his system yeah. and how he wants to... He wants players that are going to run themselves into the ground after 90 minutes. Yeah. And if he didn't see that in the players, he didn't pick them. That's I think England needs more of that kind no, of... No, I agree. We need someone there who's going to go, it's my way. If you don't like it, don't play. Which is probably why I was leaning towards Eddie Howe as next England manager. But I think Sam Allardyce. Oh, he knows Sam Allardyce. he has a footballing philosophy. It's dirty. It's old. It's and but it's, it gets results. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd he still has never been relegated. Done, and he's always had bad yeah, teams. Like we're joking aside here, yeah, but we're talking about a manager who's designed to stop getting relegated. Well, that's what we say of England. But like, why? Why like? We need to look at the whole restructure of why, like, again, why isn't top four managers getting English managers? Yeah. We can't be talking about Sam Allardyce, who Sunderland get gone, don't get relegated, done. We don't want that. We want bloody managers who are getting to the top. Southgate We're is. used to winning. Southgate, Southgate he's a great is. player for Villa-ish. <laughs> you know, well. But, oh, God, I can't wrong. see his way of football surviving at an international stage. No, I totally agree. But then again, this goes back it's to the point. This goes back to the point. We've got to give these people a chance. You know, you don't know. Until we got a good, Give good him a chance in the Premier League. But anyway, can move on to the good the Italian. Yeah, let's let's yeah let's talk about Italy. That that was <laughs> that was billed as the uh, the that game looked. of the. Uh, it should have been a final. A lot of people were saying game of the wine. Bob, what what are your thoughts on that game? Just perfect. We we stopped the Spanish playing their game. We didn't let them pass the ball around like they always want to. We just it was outstanding. Every player on that field was fighting everything they had. Jacarini, I still, I I'm not a big fan of a player. I would rather have Insigne. But the way he's playing is incredible. And uh, De Chilio, I've never seen him play that well at AC Milan either. It was just a brilliant So, so what is it? Is it Conte? Definitely. 100% the hallmark. It's a complete yeah. contrast to the England game. Leo, why, why was this? Why, how did Italy beat Spain? Because you, you had this down as a 4 0 Spain oh, pick. No, no. Man for man, this Spain team kills Italy, apart from the defence. Absolutely, apart from the defence. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, Spain, there are they did have a few weak links, weak links even in the starting lineup. Like they, they started with Molito, Morata, and then you can argue Ramos and PK. Best friends. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, to be honest, I agree with Bob in the sense that it is Conte. When you've got a manager who just he just knows what he's doing, he's obviously prepared his team. He he's done his research, you know, about his opposition. You know, he uh, he pumps energy even from the sideline. He's he's like he's 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 kicking the ball with you know he's kicking every ball with every player. Uh, incredible. I mean, you could argue like Spain. They possibly made a few mistakes with their starting lineup. Uh, in the past, Spain have always struggled playing against the three-man defence, and yet uh, Del Bosque didn't change that. Um, you could argue the Spanish probably didn't want it, but then again, like well, you can't really say that it's a bit out of order. Do you do you think that Spain are missing players like Xavi and Puyol? Like Torres could, you, is obviously. You, you could argue um, that. You could argue that. Uh, but I think the bottom line does come to like the Italians did play bloody well. Um, the Italian defense was just unbelievable. It's so organized and they like, get booked. 
Yeah, yeah, and yeah, the free, the free, the free the centre backs didn't get booked. Amazing. And Chiellini made zero fouls. Is that, is that true? Yeah, that was one of the statistics. Well, and that that must be like a record or something. To be honest, I'm even surprised myself that Italians didn't win by more. De Gea played outstandingly. Some of the saves he made, you know, with Giacarini against uh, Eder. I, I mean, it was it was beautiful to see. Um, Dan. Yeah. I know, well, I know also, you're upset from England. I know that you're upset. <laughs> I'm not upset. I'm, I'm, we're used to it now. I thought Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, the, the Italy-Spain game, for me, as a neutral, is a great game to watch. Because one, you had one team fighting for it, going for it. And you, just, you knew they were going to win. Like, like, like Leo says, they, and even Bob says, they all worked together. Contest got them all together, which is great. Uh, and very lucky. Spain were very lucky not to lose 5-0. I think Spain, like I said, they probably are missing someone like Puglia, a leader at the back. Because so, they don't really have any leaders on the pitch. They've got a lot of great players, but they don't really have any sort of, sort of like, they don't really have a spine. It's so, quite weird. I'm, I'm quite, I do believe even if, if they it. had, if they played without a striker and with a number nine, they probably would have done a lot better. Morata did absolutely nothing in between those three defenders. Um, he's playing against his mates isn't he yeah do, do you think this is the end of Spain because a lot of the Spanish papers have opened up the, the, the front cover there possibly possibly the end. nah sure. I, they're still an incredible side I mean I was watching Iniesta the way he plays the way just he is you don't really notice it with Barcelona too much because he's he's so it's overshadowed by it. like Messi Neymar you could argue and Suarez but he's just so smooth and so beautiful to watch I mean, if if Spain had a few more players like Iniesta in their positions, they probably would have given it. Yeah, how old is Iniesta much. now? He's thirty-two. So how long is he actually going to play? In I mean, the type of player he is possibly longer because he doesn't. He's to be not, fair, yeah, stretch, isn't The he? way he's he's quite you know a smooth, oh, slow nice. player dictates play. It was so beautiful to see. I mean, also, I want to. Do you know why Spain played in white? Well, it, Italy was the home team. You know why? And, yeah. Uh, FIFA, uh, UEFA's rules now are that reds and blues are considered a clash. Reds and oh, blues. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. That's, it's one of the. It's one. Well, it's an. It's not a known thing, but it's also one of the. One of the. It's a. It's a theory why Slovakia and the Czech Republic don't really have a lot of blue on their kits, and they've had to go to, to just an all red home kit. Ah. That's probably well, the yeah. Rubbish yeah. I mean, they played in white again, and apparently this is their sixth straight defeat wearing white. You know. I'm I'm quite a strong believer in you know kit colour philosophy. You know I do think kit colour has a lot to do with. Uh, well, not a lot, but it, yeah, I do. Changing their kits to red. Well, yeah, yeah, because I remember once we were playing like you know power league seven aside, and we were wearing black, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you you started just getting your whistle. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't see anyone. <laughs> oh yeah, um, you know the beautiful thing about the Italians is you know you can just see it like you know every player like their coaches, the sub, the subs, the kit man. The doctor, you know, for all of them, the, the Italy is the, the main objective. Like before any of their personal ambitions, mm. it's you know here for this for these for these four weeks of this tournament, we're going to give it all we've got, and then whatever happens happens. Uh, it's so beautiful to see like that sort of. I mean, that is that's a sort of well, they know that philosophy they, that they, makes like, you they win. Well, they're going to be gods in their home countries. Yeah, but it's it's, it's you got to give credit to Conte. Uh, like we can go back to England and say. You know, with, it doesn't really exist. It's all about you know personal, personal like Glory. ambition. Yeah, well, it's very split up, isn't it? Like a lot of like Arsenal fans are coming out and saying how 
all these all the Tottenham players yeah. have done bad. Who cares who you support? Really? Absolutely. You don't see that the Italian. They don't. They, and AC Milan. You don't even see with the Sp- you don't even see it with the Spanish. And the Spanish do genuinely have two. You know, the, the majority of the team is made of t- two teams that genuinely, you know, countries. politically hate each other. So. Yeah, oh, I mean, I think I hope I hope we can do it against the Germans. Although I do predict they'll probably lose to do with that. But <laughs> so you are predict four 0 done. <laughs> but then again, no, I prefer it that way because it's more enjoyable. Well, we need to respect Conte off the pitch as well because he's got a training camp with barbed wire around the camp. Why? So no media can get in and disrupt our training. Why he's brought the team together incredibly. Yeah, did he pay it, for that barbed wire out of his own pocket? He's probably <laughs> built the ball. To be fair, he didn't get 3.4 million or 3.14 million pounds. He's, I wouldn't be surprised oh, yeah. if Conor's won the lowest pay. And he's, no, he's, 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 he's doing this without our two main midfielders in Marquisio and Verratti. Absolutely. I mean, I've got a lot of things wrong this tournament. I even predicted that Thiago Motta would play incredibly, which he hasn't really done. <laughs> yeah, my, my prediction for Spain was Paco Alcacer to be <laughs> to be one of the like the best players Surprises. in the tournament. He didn't even get picked. Oh. <laughs> didn't bring him. Well, we must have recorded it before. As long as Griezmann and Milik's doing all right. To be fair, you've done, you've done all right. You've yeah. Got, yeah, Griezmann and Milik. <laughs> Griezmann's come on and changed the game for France against uh, Ireland, which we haven't even talked about. It's sad to lose Spain because they're a seven. great team. It would have been nice to like... I probably had they have played any other team other than Italy, Germany or France, let's say, they probably would have progressed. Go, going back to England quickly, I know that we've covered them already. England, England. There, there's a lot of people complaining that, that they didn't win the group, but Dan, would they have lost to Northern Ireland? Very good point. And would it have been more embarrassing to lose to Northern no, Ireland? No, it's more embarrassing. We've lost to Northern Ireland in the qualifying before where it wins a puck 2000 and something, 1-0. Uh, David Healy goal. <laughs> Knowledge there from Dan Grimes is really painful. I, I, I don't think at all. Healy's on fire. Yours <laughs> not terrible. We're, uh, I think it's more embarrassing than to Iceland because Northern Ireland have players in the Premier League. They've got like actual players yeah. like, on a lot of money. It's so funny. Let's be realistic here. Iceland. They got one. Sigurdsson. Yeah, one player. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even, I can't even think. I know that one other player plays a Charlton Athletic who got relegated. Apparently, he got shot. He wasn't even like getting picked. Was he? This player who plays for Charlton. Really, I don't know. But That's I just think that but they had more Champions League winners. I think so. We probably would have beat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a stat. It is funny. I mean, you do have like the Premier League, who's like the richest and probably going to be the biggest league in the world. You know, playing you know where the most where all the players come from, but then you have got the Icelandic league that doesn't have a professional club in it. So yeah, but if you're a footballer, wouldn't you go and play in Iceland? It'd be freezing cold. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You have to learn the language. Icelandic. So so looking ahead and learn that chance. to the rest of the draw, you've got Poland and Portugal, Wales, Belgium. I mean, this is on the other side of the bracket to where to where the big guns are. But who who do we see get into the final? Can Wales beat Belgium? Oh, I, I, I don't even want to predict because my predictions are terrible. <laughs> uh, I want Wales to win. Hope they beat Belgium, but Belgium looked good against Hungary. But then in Hungary were faltering a bit, to be fair, and a lot of the goals came at the end. Whereas Wales, they are doing their job, and Wales have beat Belgium in the qualifying before anyhow with a Gareth Bale goal. So, oh, is history going to repeat itself? One nil Gareth Bale goal. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's that's certainly going to be a, a, a close one to call. I mean, Portugal and Poland, you've got to go with P- Portugal, right? No. Poland, yeah. Uh, yeah. Milik, Bob's boy, Milik. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's missed a hell of a lot of chances, Milik. Well, uh, Poland as a whole have been strong. It, they, that was the first goal they've let in 
and that was the best goal we've seen. For me, the Portugal beat in Croatia is going to give them a lot of confidence, especially because Croatia seems so strong, and Portugal surely should be growing. Yeah, Portugal are one of them teams that they're going to obviously they're growing into the tournament. They've technically not won a game in ninety minutes. And they are sitting there in the quarterfinals against Poland. So they must be looking there going, Jesus Christ, we finished third in our group here. We're in the quarterfinals with Poland and we can win, play against Belgium or Wales. We can get to the final here. So they're probably buzzing. They can get to the final without having... Well, they're, probably, they could probably, literally, and, they're just sneaking to the final. Like, what the? And they only recently discovered that Renato Sanchez is amazing and should be starting anyway. And, they, and Ronaldo doesn't even turn up yet, realistically. So yeah, well. if he turns up against Poland, they're going to go through. And they're going to play Wales or Belgium, which they know that they can beat. But what if Lewandowski turns up as well? That's true, actually. Lewandowski doesn't even turn up either. So, so do you think Belgium have turned a corner now? And, I mean, Hazard ripped out. He's probably the, the most... That is the best individual performance of the tournament. Yeah, and the fact that every neutral... I think they clapped him off, didn't they? The whole yeah. stadium. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone knows Hazard's a great player. We see here at Chelsea, he's a great player. Just had, unfortunately, not a good season last season. But, yeah. My prediction is for Belgium to, to make the final... Possibly yeah. against the Italians and possibly beat the Italians and it'd be quite funny because you know, Italians. Oh, because you beat, Yeah, we beat them in the opening game. Yeah, my money's on Belgium. Like they, they played. I mean, saying that though, um, who did they play again? <laughs> uh, Hungary did have a, a few chances to get back into the game. Yeah, that's right. And it was only towards yeah. the end that, uh, well, that the Belgium put the other three goals in. Uh, Noble mentioned Switzerland against Poland. Uh, Switzerland. Quite unlucky to lose against Poland. They had a lot of chances. They hit the crossbar. Shakiri's goal was unbelievable. The, I, the the guy, honestly, I do reckon he's. It's a shame where his career has ended up. But had he, you know, had he Pretty had nice. a different mentality, he could honestly be one of the greatest, one of the great players of you know, of today. But that goal, the technique, the, amazing. The, the Switzerland Poland game was quite a funny game. It was sort of like a game. I know, it like, sounds like so cliche. It was like a game of three halves. Yeah. The first first half, what was it? It was Poland absolutely caning it, and all of a sudden Switzerland came back, and then all of a sudden they're both playing for a draw. <laughs> like, why are you playing? They're both playing for penalties. You can see them passing it around between themselves. I think uh, losing on penalties is it's an yeah, easier in excuse. Extra time. Both of the teams did not want to win. Like it was, it was, it was as a neutral. Switzerland like, did have a few chances next time, didn't they? But it didn't seem like any team wanted to actually mm. win that. Both wanted penalties. It's taking a risk, I guess. I mean, penalties feels like a lottery. Anyone can, anyone Absolutely, can win. Absolutely, yeah. True. So, so it brings us on to Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> well, surely now they've they've got a worse track record than England in penalties. In penalties. Uh, well, yeah. Well, they've probably got a worse track than England. After the 90 minutes. I'll tell you what, I'll, take, I'll take a bad track record of getting to finals of tournaments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet they wouldn't lose to Iceland. Yeah, we can, yeah, I mean, we can mention Argentina a little bit because it's, it's, it's a pretty epic story. Maybe. You know, three major finals in three years and three defeats, you know, post 90 minutes, extra time in the World Cup final and two penalty shootouts again, Chile, two penalty Chile, shootouts Chile. in the Cobb America against, you know, the most hated people in South America the Chileans are they the most hated people in Central South America yeah yeah you, you don't you wouldn't find a country that likes the are Chileans are you serious yeah I've, the Argenti- I've met a lot of people from the, Chile the, and they were generally friendly and they are they are but historically the, historically yeah. the Bolivians hate them because they stole their land the Peruvians hate them because they stole their land and they stole their Drugs, their, right. their drink the Argentinians hate them. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the Argentinians hate them because apparently they helped the British during the Falklands War 
And then, yeah, I but suppose... But they're sitting there and there's a coastline buzzing. Absolutely. Well, then, essentially, it is just a bit of coastline. <laughs> well, basically, it's a large yeah, beach. Yeah, they've, yeah. Got, they've got a large beach and of the country. I think, they're the, probably, I think they're the wealthiest country now in South America. Really? Yeah, well, we didn't go. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't go. I mean, everyone was telling us, you know, don't go to Chile. That's why we didn't go. Because you were in Argentina. They all seem to say don't go. No, no, we were were in Peru. We were in Bolivia and Argentina, and everyone was saying don't go there. Chile. I got got told. I got told (laughs) go to Santiago. It's actually an interesting city. Yeah, sure it was. We don't want to know. We were Argentinian here. So, so Bob, who's going to win, France or Iceland? Are Iceland going to spring another surprise? I wouldn't be surprised. France haven't looked that good. I don't believe. Just that, that one of the main players coming into this tournament was Paul Pogba, and he got benched the second game, and he hasn't done anything since. Did you not think he looked? I thought he looked good in the last game. Mm. Not convinced. Not really. He's a, but he's a one hundred and twenty million pound player. Well, Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> it's different at club level to international because he's twenty three and the main focus of France. That is a big responsibility. Zidane has taken that role. And he's doing it at 23 now. But, I, mean, I don't know, they we, could... They could do it. I mean, it's, it's three games. You think out. about it. Um, well, because Ireland caused them trouble. Yeah, I, I mean, you could, he's still got a chance to prove himself. Rossi in 1982 didn't turn up until the quarterfinals and became, you know, the tournament hero. Uh, I mean, on Pogba, I suppose some of the limelight's probably been taken away by... Griezmann. Poyer, yeah, Payer and uh, Griezmann. I saying that he did. I didn't watch the game properly, but I did hear he played all right. I don't think Pogba was a player. Pogba was a player who wants to play good, and that's always something that you play is you know so important to have that belief in like in yourself if you if you want to achieve, and and that's why I reckon Pogba eventually will become a a great player. He is like that Marmite footballer in France, though. I didn't realize how much like in France is like did I like it's like they're in debate of is he's good is he's as good as he makes out really. As good as people make out. A lot of that is, apparently is to do with with the fact that he's a black guy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's French, France. In isn't what it? sense? Though? Well, I'm not sure. I just saw some <laughs> French journalists where they were cri- they were sa- no. There's an article written all about it that yeah. it symbolizes France that they don't want a black hero. Yeah, yeah. It's like shows like the unrest. In How do they feel about Thierry? Possibly. I mean, I'm possibly. Not sure. Maybe they thought Zidane was the real. I've hero. been to France in Algerian anyway. <laughs> so it's alright if you're white, true. but if you're not, if you're, if, you're, if you're black, it's different. No, I'm no race expert here in France. No, no, no. I just like. I'm just raising the point. I know these articles do exist, and they are they are obviously they exist for a reason. That's why, like, that's why the possibly. whole thing beforehand about Karim Benzema, they're saying that uh, the reason who who came out and said well, Benzema did. No, you know, but like. <laughs> Someone else came out and said it. Oh, the, the, ex, the short winger that plays for Marseille. Oh, Valbuena. Valbuena. No, but an ex-player come out and said that, like, the reason like, they want Benzema is racism or something. Oh, really? So I think there's a lot of unrest in that country in general. Of course. Uh, I think France's problem, if they face a decent winger, Evra and Sanya aren't going to stop them for 90 minutes. Yeah, they're too old. So and they're, they're not impressive players. Are we anymore. saying Portugal, France, final, and Quaresma just demolishing <laughs> <laughs> Evra? Hopefully. Dan, do you think Iceland can beat France? Do you think, no, actually, do you think Iceland will beat France? Uh, I don't think they will, but I think they can, possibly. And I reckon it will get nervous. But then again, hasn't France all scored in the last minute? They're France just, have only been nervous they, so far. So, like... <laughs> if Iceland then everyone made out that Iceland are going to sit back and defend against England but they didn't do that against us so if they did the same against us then and work just as hard and the fans the only thing I would say is that how many fans are going to be in the stadium and doing that war chant 
I'm sure the French will not allow them in. Actually, uh, there was a because hey, you know Ireland had four thousand five hundred fans. Yeah. So France oh, wow. have got an advantage by having the, ma- the the majority of the fans in the stadium. So but if the Icelandic deck had four thousand whatever eight hundred fans, it'd be half their population. Yeah, they had like thirty. <laughs> like three hundred thousand. Yeah, but... and uh, last one before we Germany, Italy. Yeah. Germany have never beaten Italy in a competitive match. Yeah. Eight, eight. Is this the is this the first time it happens? I hope not. I, I hope not. Only because it's just funny to always have this conversation with Germans and football, you know, being Italian. We just say, well, you've never beaten us. <laughs> but it's also, every time uh, Germany, uh, every time Germany have faced either Spain or Italy in a tournament, they've gone out. Even Spain? They've never beaten Spain? Even Sp- well, since 2000. Okay. And also, oh, right. Italy have never faced Germany in when Germany were world champions. Ooh. Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the, these, these, these are great yeah, stats. They, they really. have to end at some point. You know, Something we'll just wait and see on Saturday. I don't want to predict now. Are you, you quite as confident? I reckon, yeah, 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 I am. I'm quite confident because the Italians do play a bloody good game. The Germans, they're also playing bloody good. Like, Joachim Lowe, is, he's not, he, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's not, let's say, like, Hodgson or you know he's he's he, tactically he knows he knows his stuff I mean some people have said that Conte this is Conte's biggest test absolutely because how will he avoid shaking Lowe's hand <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah <laughs> well absolutely Bob do you think Italy can do it I think they can but I don't like making predictions for Italy's games we're, we're pundits here man yeah. Italy to win 2-0 done <laughs> I like your thinking Dan I honestly think Italy will win as well I'm, I don't Jeff know why Italy, both goals. I don't th- I haven't been overly impressed with you I don't feel they've been tested and I think that in games they should have won but I mean it, the same could be said for Italy but they don't really have that cutting edge the, the Germany of two years ago would have smashed Slovakia 8-0 9-0 easily I yeah, think they well, made quite hard work of it initially. We haven't really seen how much Germany can play. The defenders as well, like Hummels and uh, Boateng. Boateng, he's got weaknesses, you know. He's definitely a player susceptible to, you know, drift a little bit upwards, wants to get involved in the game rather than do his job. Messi put him on his ass a couple of years ago. So... Yeah, you can't compare Messi. Like, I do think Germany are a quality team, especially when you look at the, the names on, on the team sheet. But... <laughs> Let's just hope, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that the game's on a Saturday evening. I can watch it in, like, Peace properly and, and prepare. And, yeah. and, and then just get smashed whatever happens afterwards. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's going on? A little spritz. Yeah, anything. <laughs> anything. Well, that sums it up. So, so one, one last question, one last question. Dan, England, England's footballers, what do they do now? Do they go on holiday or do they all invest in mirrors to just take a long hard look at themselves? <laughs> I, think the they're, I think they're allowed to go on holiday. So you see, so I think I think. Do you know what they can do what they want? Inevitably, the press are gonna. The press, are gonna, the press. I hate the press. They're gonna hound them. Like I was listening to Talk Sport, and <laughs> Darren Goff was criticizing Deli Ali for going to Marbella when he was suspended, and the game was, and the season was finished. <laughs> Is he not allowed to go on holiday? Is he not allowed to have a laugh? Absolutely, yeah. It's like, can't he do anything? Can't he like? Can't they smile? Can't they have a coffee? Can they chill? Well, I hope Danny Dream was enjoying his holiday already. Mate, he's probably, he went to Las Vegas, didn't he? <laughs> Daily Mail told me. Well, that's a message to all you England players out there. Enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your holidays. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much, Bob. Good night. As always, a pleasure. Dan Grimes. Bye. Leo. 
Auf Wiedersehen. Ein good night from me. Ciao. Ciao. Ciao.